Hello, I'm Annabelle Sacker, and this is Really Wellness, a podcast dedicated to giving you better free access to information, education, insight, and guidance on healthcare from some of the best and brightest in health and wellbeing welcome back to really wellness this week we are delving into one of my favorite forms of meditation exercise and healing and that is yoga with an incredible incredible guest Amagine Rowan someone who is a huge inspiration uh, within the health and well-being community and within my own life uh, and an absolutely excellent yogi so without further ado I'd like to introduce Amber. So I don't know if you yeah. want to kind of tell tell people a little bit about yourself who you are and and kind of how you got yeah, into how I got into yoga. Well my name's Amber and I do an eclectic, eclectic mix of things, um, yoga, being a yoga teacher is one of them. I also act and I also do a bit of modeling and I have a platform called Hair Free, which supports men and women um, going through hair loss. It's like an inspirational community website for people to feel safe and chat about hair loss in a nice community atmosphere. So that's something I do on the side as well, which I love. It's a real passion of mine. And as much as the acting and the modeling are a huge passion of mine, yoga has kind of really gone up there in the ranks over the last kind of couple of years. And it's been really something that's made a really great and profound impact on my life. Um, I, around three years ago, had my first ever panic attack, which I believe is is due to trauma that was um triggered around my alopecia time that i pushed pushed down and as soon as my body felt relaxed when i got into a new wonderful relationship with my boyfriend that my body felt relaxed for the first time in god knows how long but my anxiety decided oh great this is the time to give amber her first panic attack as is so after- anxiety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the happiest time of my life when I met the most beautiful man, we have the best time. That's when the anxiety started near its ugly head. So through that, I was like, shit, what do I do? My mom's a counselor. So she was really great through the whole time, you know, saying maybe not having stimulating food. So cutting out sugar and not having as much coffee, you know, obviously no drugs, obviously no alcohol, nothing in any form that would be a stimulant. And that helped to a certain degree. But I was still finding myself really just overtly stimulated more than I should have been. And my mum's a yogi. She's an Ashtanga yogi, which we can maybe talk about different types later on. But so she's always found it really helpful to her. She's never really been a person to kind of bang on about it, but she's always kind of would mention it slightly growing up that it's always kind of been a thing that she enjoyed. It's always, always was the thing that she did to kind of find time for herself. So Yoga was definitely in my realm, and obviously we live in a world where we know yoga is good for us in inverted commas, but I never kind of felt the effects of it. I, for me, exercise throughout my whole life, um, I think it probably stemmed from the modeling was exercise was only a thing for me to stay slim. Exercise was only a thing for me to look aesthetically better. It was never about being stronger, and it was never about mindfulness or never about exercise being a form of meditation that for me exercise and well-being were two polarizing ideas you know exercise was just for looking good 
Um, so when this period of my life was kind of happening and the anxiety started coming about, I thought, why don't I give this yoga thing again a go and not be pissed off if I'm not sweating by the end of class, you know, yeah. actually going in and just taking it for what it is. I did a few classes and some classes I'd leave and I'd be like, oh God, I wasted 14 quid on something and I don't feel the burn. I don't, you know, I don't feel my abs engaged or whatever. But over time and gradually, when I started to learn about it a bit more and more, I found a couple of teachers that I really liked. And don't get me wrong, it was not an overnight thing of, wow, I feel different. I feel calmer. But I think it was really the kind of journey of learning how to breathe with my body was a massive the feeling I'd get when I was in Shavasana where I could kind of listen to my thoughts without judgment. And it was almost kind of like I'd go on the mass before practice and I'd, had, I'd have all these kind of anxious, reeling thoughts in my head. But when I'd get onto the mass, I wouldn't try and block out the emotions, but I'd try and listen to them, but just gradually listen to them and kind of taking them in and letting them ebb and flow. So by the end of the class, I kind of had figured out, sussed out in my head what thoughts were real what thoughts weren't real, what was important and what was not. So yoga began to become this like resolve. At the, end, at the end of a yoga class, I'd have some kind of resolve, which I found really quite fascinating. So I started doing yoga more and more. And then I thought, you know, why not? I was quiet in work and I thought maybe I could do my yoga teacher training. And when I went off to do my yoga teacher training, I didn't really have the idea of, oh, I'm 100% going to want to teach when I get back. It's going to be something I'm going to want to share. But once I got there and I really delved in deep into the theories of yoga, the philosophy, how I felt, the diet, the vegetarian diet for one, obviously being a goer is wonderful as well. And it was and during that time as well, it was the first time of me not wearing my my wig for a long period of time as well and going outside bald. So this whole experience I had in India um, a year and a half ago was really quite life-changing and really made me grow as a human. So I equated that lot to the yoga and what I was learning there. And when I was there, I realized oh, I really do love teaching. And it made me realize that in my life, with my acting, with my modeling, I love the make-believe part, but the one thing I love more than anything is the community part. You know, when I go onto a film set or a modeling shoot, yes, you're playing make-believe, you're playing a part by expressing to other people, but you're also building a community. So I thought, you know, this yoga teaching thing is quite similar to my other lines of work. And I just really love the feeling of being a part of that community, me being able to give some someone something that I feel could genuinely help them in their life and me learning from them, vice versa. And then when I got back, I said, let's give this teaching thing a go. And I love it. It's so much fun. I don't do it. I wouldn't say it's my um, full-time job. I have a couple of classes um, during the week. Um, I teach a couple of privates, but it's something that gives me great joy. And the practice, yoga practice within myself has really, really developed. I do it pretty much every day in the morning and it really just allows me to just fully ground into my body it allows me to again like I said before listen because I don't listen most of the time it allows me to listen again that's still same feeling of like resolve and I do feel stronger and I feel more mindful and I feel a little bit more ease and a bit more calm um and I now love it. It's now become a really, um, really great 
big part of my life, which I couldn't really imagine not having it now. So the, the fact of being able to teach people something that had a huge impact on my life gives me great, gives me great joy. And do you think that kind of teaching, kind of getting to the point where you can teach and you can share is a really, really important part of yoga? Do you think that kind of being able to share, whether it's kind of as a teacher or in a class, share that kind of practice yeah. with people is important mm. for the well-being access, uh, sort of aspect rather than just kind of doing it at home on your own? It kind of really truly just depends. It, what, however way you like to practice, if perhaps going into your local studio and being around other people and seeing practicing with other people and, and learning off a teacher, that's fantastic. I think at the beginning, it's kind of good to, to go to a teacher, maybe go to a few beginning classes if you haven't done any yoga before because yoga, if you push yourself and you're not warmed up and you don't allow your body to feel safe, you might have injuries. So I'd say at the beginning, it's quite nice and important to perhaps you know, maybe go to a studio, find a teacher you like, have that kind of exploration and, and remember, and it's so hard because I have my sister, for example, and she does yoga now. And she, she always says, oh, I'm really bad at yoga. I can't do any of the things. I can't do any of the postures. And it's really hard to listen, but to hear it sometimes. But yoga isn't about if you could do a good backbend. Like, it is not about that. It's allowing yourself, if you were just to chill out in Shavasana for five minutes and just do a bit of breathing down the back of the class, you will get out probably as much as the person who's doing all the crazy headstands and backbends. So yeah. it really just depends. And either if, once you kind of know the basics, you know the certain alignments perhaps, and you know that, that, that they're the correct ways to kind of, there's obviously a bit of leeway, of course, with certain postures, but just some of the basics then you can practice at home and yoga can be quite expensive also yeah and it's a privilege to be able to go and practice so you know learning how to develop your own practice is brilliant there's a few great workshops that allow people to really home their own at home practices yeah but that's what's wonderful about yoga it could be you can take little bits you like you know throw away bits you don't like it could be really adaptable to really suit your body and your work schedule and your mind, you know, perhaps it's a case of, I did a course in yoga therapy and it's, it's kind of, it more comes into play when you're doing one-to-one -one sessions. So say Joe comes in, random Joe, don't know who Joe is. Joe comes in and he's really, really an anxious person. He's really highly, 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 highly stimulated. And he comes to me and he goes, Amber, I want to find ways to chill out. What I'm not going to do is tell Joe to lie down straight away in Chabasta and try and calm down. I'm going to try and work out some of that excess energy he has, make him sweat a bit, make him do a bit of moving, and then bring him down slowly. So it's being able to note where you are along, you know, your your energy. So what kind of yoga would perhaps suit you? You know, if you you want to you want to feel a little bit of heat and then be brought down, or perhaps it's the opposite way around. Perhaps you like to start slowly and then build up. It's it's all about kind of gauging that's the teacher's role and the student's role to kind of gauge what works for them. And that just comes with trying it different styles, right? Or trying different teachers. Um, and that kind of, you know, leads me onto my next question, which is around, uh, you know, obviously, like you're saying, you have, and one of the things that attract me to yoga is it's about finding what works for you. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously there are loads and loads, and I think we've discussed this before, of different types of yoga. Are there yeah. any kind of different types that you 
recommend for different stages of well-being or for dealing with different whether it's trauma or different moods or I mean how what, talk me through it what are the different types so I again I don't know all the different types the ones that I'm familiar with that I practice with I'll speak about those ones because I kind of have a bit more of a personal connection to them I suppose um, I teach and practice mostly vinyasa yogi, yogi, yoga, <laughs> which is um, it's sequ sequence of movements with breath. <clears throat> so each yoga teacher has the freedom to create their own flow. So anytime you see vinyasa, it means that it could, it varies completely. Henceforth, why finding a teacher that suits you matters. It's yeah is is really beneficial so vinyasa is kind of a little bit more free flowing it's a little bit more flowy you're never going to be doing the same thing if you go to that teacher twice in a row probably not going to get the same postures that you're doing perhaps and um, you have a shtanga yoga which is a, a set sequence so you will be going into practice and doing the exact same thing every single time which can be great for some people people sometimes absolutely that's my mom my mom does for 20 years she adores the stability of it, she adores routine of it, and she can really gauge when she's practicing how her body is because she's doing it every day. She can really sense of, oh, that feels a bit strange today. I wonder why. Or, oh, I feel really strong in that today. You know, I wonder why. So there's that. So that's a little bit more formulaic, but definitely and strong. It's a strong yoga practice. So you are, by the end of it, you are very, very tired. But also with beginners, it's quite nice because you, you learn a sequence and you follow it. Do you know what I mean? And it's a great way to learn that practice and then do it at home. Um, the other yoga that I love to do and I would like to be able to teach it someday is yin yoga. And yin yoga is much more chilled. It's much slower. And you basically, I'd say in a class, you're doing 10 postures all together, but you're holding the posture for much much longer which allows all the fascia and all the tissues to relax really slowly and allows the body to really just relax over time instead of more of a fast paced vinyasa class for example it's much slower and the fascia is opening um in a much calmer way so that could be good for example for for high energy types perhaps that that are comfortable with being still it could be fantastic people again who have perhaps some injuries who yoga sometimes can irritate injuries that yin is great for that and then you have restorative yoga which is similar to yin um but it's a little even on the lower side of things as well it's even a little bit more calm it's almost kind of like a step up for meditation it's like a real deep meditation with slight bit of movement. Um, and again, that's good for your anxious um, type A personalities to find that kind of stillness and calmness. So it really just depends. I, I would also say if someone's kind of starting out in their yoga journey to try as many classes as, and different styles as possible. And what's so great about London is each studio has intro offers, right? So yeah. you, you pay like 30 quid and you can try every single teacher, every single style until you, you feel like, oh, this is quite nice. And it will develop. It will develop and change over time. Like when I went to India and I was doing Ashtanga there, I fell in love with Ashtanga. And I loved it. I loved the routine of it. But then when I came back to London, it didn't stick as much as I perhaps thought it would. I love it now every now and then, but sometimes I can find it a bit too hard on my body. Sometimes I like classes that are a little bit more flowy 
and that and not as physically demanding shall we say so they're the, the practices that I um, do um, I don't teach um, the others I just teach vinyasa mainly um, yeah. but it's yeah again for any kind of mental um, um, on um, imbalances or, or trying to find it we're using yoga to try and really help with mental health which I truly believe that it does finding what works for you has to be a little bit of a journey I could say any person could say oh I'm a yoga teacher so I think this yoga will be great for you because you have the tendency to be anxious or you have the tendency to be a little bit more depressed you have low mood I could say what I think perhaps might help but truly I don't know only you will know by by trying and discovering that I if someone has anxiety, for example, they have the feeling or they want to be grounded. So that would be finding a vinyasa class and a teacher who has a grounding energy or, you know, lots of grounding poses. Someone who has a low mood, for example, then being able to be lifted by someone's really bright energy on doing lots of back bends and heart opening postures. You know, it's kind of yeah, it's it's a, it's a journey and, and it's a fun journey to really establish um, the 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 teachers and the styles that that um, would work for you. What do you think about? So we've talked a little bit about different types of yoga, and and obviously as we're saying, and I do agree with you, it's important to kind of find what works for you in order to really get the benefit from it. Um, what do you think, though, about some of the, I guess, I don't know how I'd describe them, slightly less traditional, slightly more mm. conservative types of yoga that have been coming out over the past few years? For example, for someone like me, who's kind of uh, a little bit lax about exercise and, and most things to do with well-being, which is why I'm going on this journey, um, <laughs> something like yoga with wine. Um, oh, Yes fantastic do you think that, that those types of yoga also have benefit or puppy yoga i mean obviously from yeah. both kind of pure joy perspective um well mainly from a pure joy perspective you would think that puppy <laughs> yoga would be kind of quite beneficial but things like yoga with wine where maybe you're kind of mixing alcohol and well-being like what what do you think have some yoga teachers would be like that's all a fad hip-hop <laughs> yoga you're ruining the art of yoga you know i'm <laughs> And I'm sure there's lots of yogis and I truly respect them for having those point of view because everyone has a right to their own point of view, right? But first of all, hip hop yoga, if that flows to your boat, bloody do it because that's your form of meditation, right? <laughs> uh, I'll, if, you, if you're interested in something like hip hop yoga, there's a place up the road from you that actually do it in East London called Fly London. Oh. And they do a hip hop yoga every Friday evening. So you go with your gals, you go on, there's Beyonce in the back, you're in your downward dog, you do a bit of twerking. <laughs> like, that's fun. And that's fun for me, necessarily. I don't like listening, I don't like practicing to hip-hop, because I get distracted by the words, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, I'm not listening to me, I'm listening to the words. But look, that's me, I just don't like that. But it does not, not to say that Annabelle wouldn't love that, like going with their gals, having a twerk, and afterwards having a glass of wine. Puppy yoga as well, like you mentioned, wine with yoga. I think it's a bit of fun, right? It's a bit of fun. You're finding what works for you. You know, I would imagine the wine with yoga is not necessarily really allowing you to kind of 
listen or it's not really allowing you to kind of really feel into your body because you're kind of distracted by something else but why with yoga as it being a fun thing to do with your gals and for you to have a bit of crack absolutely yeah. but it is it going to kind of make you or allow you to to ground maybe <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not yeah. so maybe maybe mixing a bit of puppy yoga with a bit of other yoga or a bit of wine yoga with another bit of yoga but it sounds like i've never done any of those things i've i've seen the puppy one and every time i try and go it's all booked out so it's obviously popular so i do want to try some obsessive so <laughs> treating me like a beginner because i am relatively i mean i do do your classes uh you don't see my form it's not that great um, <laughs> Um, and I have done classes in the past, but you know, I think there's a lot of work I would like to do when it comes to yoga. Mm -hmm. I do find those benefits when I have done it. Um, in terms what, of what kind of yoga have you have you done? What like what, yeah. which, which which classes do you do you enjoy going to? So I really really enjoy uh, vinyasa classes. I used to go to one uh, in Soho, which was fantastic. Mm. I had a teacher that would mm. laugh continuously throughout. Love that. Uh, That's and so that, that was part of the joy, you know. It was hard work, but you were kind of laughing through it and and yeah community as a class what's important as well for me i don't identify i don't find comfort in teachers that make me feel nervous or make it really formulaic and like if you have a laugh if you're not in the right form it's that to be a safe place and not to feel like it's dogmatic and they're the guru we're listening to them you know it's literally yoga like i said yoga means community so wanting to have that safe to have a play yoga should be a bit of a play and that's so great that you found that you found a teacher that was able to make you laugh that's so cool yeah. where would you suggest that i start um i mean considering that this is kind of a week intense like piece of, of research and journey but obviously yeah. if it works for me i want to continue um yes yeah. there's a couple of really good websites um that I would suggest perhaps just trying out some classes. So why don't you try, well, I guess you've tried, do you want to do something you haven't done before or you want to home in on a different style? Um, I think I'd love to do things that I haven't done before. I'm kind of, I want to spend this week trying, trying everything really. Try everything. <laughs> or as much as I can. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, well, because because we're in quarantine, you, we'll need to find something online, obviously. Yeah. So I'd maybe say, if you have, and because you, you you lift weights, and I think perhaps you like the feeling of um, working out, perhaps intensely, perhaps it might be interesting for you to maybe try yoga in a more meditative state. So perhaps it could be interesting for you to maybe try some yin yoga. Perhaps that could be interesting. Maybe at the start of the week, you can really kind of focus in on your vinyasa. And when you're doing your vinyasa, really focusing in on your breath. Because I know that's one thing people forget in yoga. Yoga isn't just moving. So we do the posture, we do the moving. That's a thing called asana. And then you have your breath, which goes alongside of it. So yoga is breath. So as a yoga is a moving meditation so maybe what we can do is first kind of 
three, four days, perhaps you can find a site that works for you. I can give you a few recommendations. I, I like practicing with Aloe Moose and Yoga Glow. They're two really good websites or my classes, whichever you prefer. Just a few vinyasa classes every single morning. I'd say you get up for me or if it works better for you in the evening, but for me, I love to start my day. So have your hot water or lemon, try to have an empty belly, do a bit of practice and use it as your meditation and really focusing and listening to the teacher when she's saying inhale and when she's saying exhale, really truly noting that and really trying to find that within your body because I think that's when the special moments happen when you're really focusing on the breath and your body, that's when all the kind of magic happens. So allowing your practice to maybe go a little bit delving a bit deeper by really focusing on the breath. Then maybe throughout the end of the week, you can maybe start doing some yogas that are a little bit more slower by nature. So they could be anything that's labeled slow flow, yin flow, restorative flow, maybe trying some of those. And then through that, really getting into your breath even deeper and allowing your fascia to see how it feels in your body um, to, to relax and to open up in that way. Thank you so, so much for joining us this week. Um, I hope that you enjoyed and that um, you have been inspired to perhaps bring some of the healing power of yoga into your own life. Um, if you're looking for some good uh, yoga classes, Amber herself does some great live ones on Instagram, um, but I also have a list of uh, incredible free yoga classes on my blog, um, www.readingwellness.co.uk, um, mainly aimed at beginners, um, but they are all kind of a great way to get involved uh, for free and, and bring yoga into your life. I hope you enjoy and I'd love to hear your feedback if you try any of them. Next week, we are going to delve into a subject that uh, I am not quite as au fait with, but I find uh, exceptionally inspiring, and that is running with Olympic athlete Stephen Solomon, uh, who is a dear friend of mine and an absolute inspiration. Uh, and an expert in running. So if you are a runner and running is something that you would love to get into, um, I highly, highly recommend checking him out um, and joining us next week to find out a little bit more about his journey to become an Olympic athlete and his advice to us on how running can impact our well-being.